Public Affairs with Songezo Mapete. And we are live and we are going now. The majority of South Africans say ESCOM should be privatized. That's according to the study by Afrobarometer. Now, Ms. Asafi Gampago, the communications coordinator for Southern Africa, is here to have a further discussion and offer some revelations of the study. Asafiga, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SFM. Good evening, Songezo. Thanks so much for having me. Afrobarometer, dispatch number 644. Summarize it, mm. please, with some of the salient points that many South Africans surely will be interested in. Sure. But before I get there, Songezo, mm-hmm. perhaps for some context, it would be good to just uh, give a brief description of what Afrobarometer does for those who may be unfamiliar with our Very work. Well. Thank you. So Afrobarometer is a pan-African non-partisan survey research network that provides reliable data on African experiences and evaluations of democracy, governance, and quality of life. We have been doing this work since the year 1999, and to date we have conducted surveys in up to 41 countries across the continent. And our mission is clear. That is to give Africans a voice in African policy making and decision making and so with this particular survey it was conducted between november and december of 2022 led by the institute for justice and reconciliation in cape town and what we found is that more than nine in ten south africans that is 95 percent live in zones served by the national electric grid right Mm. And this is great news for us because it shows that government efforts to increase access to um, electricity, those efforts have been successful. But it doesn't mean that um, everyone has reliable electricity, right? 87% of South Africans, we found, say that the government is doing a poor job of providing a reliable supply of electricity. And a slim majority, 51%, said that they would be willing to pay more for electricity in exchange for better services. The finding that has been most interesting to us is that to do with the matter of privatization. So six, almost six in 10 citizens, that is 59%, agree or strongly agree that ESCOM must be privatized to ensure effectiveness in the supply of electricity. And even more than that, three-fourths, that's 76% of South Africans, say that the government should allow other actors to generate and distribute electricity. So those are some of our key findings. The key findings certainly are a revelation in many respects, but perhaps if Mm -hmm. the data allows, and I'm, I'm speculating here, to the extent that the government has, or the, at least the survey, spoke to 95% of people who are actually on the grid, do we know what the percentage to population of those people, or generally of the country, who have electricity? Here's why I'm asking these questions. You know, some of the conversations really could be a question of, could this be a question of growth? In other words, is there more demand than supply, or is the demand growing quicker than the supply. I know this is potentially now a technical question which perhaps might be better suited for the ESCOM employees or the ESCOM people. But I just want to understand mm. exactly the depth of what we are talking about in relation to these percentages. To to All how right. far can you embody them or, or give them meat, if you will? Okay. 
So I'll just take you through this step by step. Mm. The first question that we, we, we ask is to do with the presence of an electricity grid. So is a grid present in a particular enumeration area? And in that respect, our survey teams found that access to an electricity grid does not appear to be a challenge for most citizens. So 95% of South Africans live in enumeration areas served by an electricity grid. That's one point, right? However, living in zones served by an electricity grid does not guarantee a supply of electricity. So how many South Africans are actually connected to the grid? Mm. So we ask our respondents, do you have an electric connection to your home from ESCOM? And on this question, we found that more than 9 in 10 citizens, that is 95%, mm. live in households that are connected to the electric grid. And interestingly, as might be expected perhaps, mm. urbanites are somewhat more likely to be connected to the power grid than rural residents, yes. as are the economically well-off compared to the poor. Right. Mm. So that's the second point. And then the third question that we ask has to do with a reliable supply of electricity. So even if households are connected to the grid, as we know, the reliability of their power supply may be poor. So we ask among South Africans who report being connected to the power grid, how often power is actually available. And among those citizens, close to seven in 10 that's 69% say that their electricity works most of the time or all of the time. And 3 in 10, that's 30%, say that power is available only about half of the time. So that's to do with the reliable supply of electricity. Of interest perhaps would be how the persons who were part of the survey responded to the invitation of the survey. Because anything to do with mm. ESCOM, for the most part, draws the ire out of many South Africans. Any conversation, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's a positive one. The idea that it's an ESCOM-centered conversation, it almost gets people to roll their eyes or to breathe a sigh of frustration before they actually engage the content of this. How was the reception of this survey to the communities where it was sampling? Mm. I'm very happy to answer this question because I think it's, it's an important question to ask. Um, our respondents have been very receptive to the questions on ESCOM because at the center of it, I believe, they want to have their voices heard. I think that on this conversation, many a time, some citizens feel that they are being sidelined and their voices aren't being considered in many of these conversations on ESCOM and what should be done looking towards the future. And so when our teams, our survey teams, went out into the different communities and posed these questions on ESCOM, but also others to do with corruption, to do with democracy, our communities, our respondents were very, very receptive and they were happy to talk to Afrobarometer and to voice their views. And of course, before we engage them in the questionnaire, they, our survey teams explain to our respondents what the survey is about and what we aim to do with the findings of the survey. So for citizens 
the fact that we want to make their voice a key pillar of African policy and to insert their voices into policy dialogue, that makes them very excited. And that's why they have been very receptive to our questionnaire and to our field workers coming into their homes and into their communities to hear their thoughts and feelings on different issues that concern them. To what extent is this study going to be made? I know it's largely and widely distributed, but does it enjoy any audience with the decision makers in the state? Mm. I mean, there's a, a minister whose sole province is to engage some of these questions. In fact, he has it on his plate, does Jose Enzo Ramakuba, the idea mm. that he has to make the migration of ESCOM, as we now know it, into an unbundled entity of three. To what extent will this or does this sort of research or are you advocating for this research to really reach him and that of ESCOM? That's a crucial question, Songhezo. Afrobarometer is determined to get this data into the relevant hands. We are engaging multiple key stakeholders. They include civil society organizations who can use this data as a tool for their own advocacy efforts. They include academics, they include policymakers, policy advocates, uh, donors, uh, the news media. So we are distributing this data widely and we are also looking to engage government on these findings. We're in the process of trying to set up a meeting with government to make them aware of what has emerged from our latest survey. If I may just uh, Mm -hmm. give you a glimpse into some of the responses that we had from government during our last round, which we conducted in the year 2021. We um, found in 2021 that South Africans said that corruption has increased and they were unhappy with how government is handling the corruption issue. And so we made these findings uh, uh, we made sure that these findings found their way to government, to the office of the presidency, in fact. And they responded to Afrobarometer to tell us that they are aware of our, our findings. And then they noted the initiative that they were engaged in to fight corruption. Another example is when the, the when Justice Maya interviewed for um, the position of chief justice, she referred to the findings of Afrobarometer, and I quote her, she said that the findings from Afrobarometer that show that citizens' trust in the judiciary has declined does not augur well for the, for the rule of law in this country, and that the, the members of the judiciary need to do something about that to increase public confidence in the courts. So we do make a concerted effort to get this data into the hands of government and for government officials to know that this is what citizens think and that they want these issues addressed immediately. That's a fantastic response. We do appreciate that the time is 20.30. We continue the conversation very shortly after this break. The number to call is 86 Please call us. The question simply is, are you in favour, so let's extend if you like the survey, to you at home. Are you in favor of the privatization of ESCOM? ESCOM is currently made up of three. That is generation, distribution, and transmission. 
more generation, transmission and distribution is the correct order. GTD. Are you in favor of the privatization of ESCOM? And I'm going to ask another question tied to that. Are you in favor with the unbundling of ESCOM? We do know that in the 2019 State of the Nation Address, President Ramaphosa announced then that ESCOM would be unbundled. I think it was more of an idea or an ideal that the president wanted because nothing has moved in the four years since that statement was sold to the South African public. I remember, in fact, the then commissioner of the Competition Commission, Mr. Tembengosa Bonagele, welcomed this, saying that this is a way of increasing the pool of suppliers. The dominance of ESCOM being broken up into three entities would allow players to participate in the generation, in the transmission, in the distribution of ultimately what we came or come to know as electricity. First things first, should this even be in the government book? Should we, as the nation, at least through the state, be shareholders in the power utility? I welcome your thoughts, please, after the break. As I do your voice notes and text messages on 0614-104-107, we've got two voice notes. We have a text message, and I see the lines are coming through. So please come through very quickly. After the break, we come back to you. Good, ev good, ev good evening, Songhez. Uteta nomono abisi. Ndoka maangu. Ngumpinga lo senso. Umawa umbala kakosh. Kaya kseleti frey. Koto ngukupangela. Tipangele sentin. Ndilape ento. Etembisa. No Edrin. Eskom should not be privatized. With that I, I, I disagree. Look, my man, we, many, many of us, we, 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 we can't afford private, private health. So imagine if ESCOM is privatized, where else we are suffering to afford the private health. So no, Adrian, should not be privatized. We're going to suffer. Thank you. How interesting that is. My name started off as song as then somehow, somewhere I became an Aldrin. Look, Aldrin is a great radio talk show host, in fact, He's one of the better we have, not just at SAFM, given the awards that he's scooped up, but I would imagine across the spectrum. But this one is distinctly Songhezo. Thanks nonetheless for the participation, my brother from Lady Frame, Binga, Binga being his clan name. We have a caller from the Free State. Patrick, good evening. Thanks for calling. Patrick? Patrick? Let me first ask your second question, my brother. Yes, please. The unbundling of ESCOM. I'm wondering if this unbundling is going to be done, does it mean to say now each unit will also be having its own uh, independent board. Yes, that's the short answer. Because if that is the case, uh, Sondezo, for me, it means now we will be increasing the overhead of ESCOM. And uh, whether that will be good for the country, but I doubt it from the financial perspective because it will simply mean to say 
we are increasing uh, the administration costs rather than the production side of the of the story because ESCOM needs to be fixed up and not to be added additional uh, unbundling. Coming to the privatization, for me it's a yes and a no. It's a yes if in privatization idea the masses of our poor people who are living on social grounds in the rural areas who are unemployed, which we have now many of our youth who are unemployed with university qualifications and technicals. If privatization will include that this type of people they be taken care of and be subsidized sufficiently so that they should survive. My answer would be a yes. But if privatization is going to be introduced only, yes, I understand maybe the production of electricity will improve to cover us, but it will become too expensive to be accessed by the majority of our people. In that respect, my answer would be a no. So South Africa is a very uh, complicated country. Some people call it, 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 it the first world country. The others are saying it's also the third world country. But I'm saying South Africa is just an infant that has been wrought by corruption and, and incapable and inefficient people who are governing it, although we have such a beautiful constitution. But if those two factors can be taken into consideration, maybe a yes could be my option. Let's leave but it there. But if they are going to ignore that, well, Fondoso, I don't know what you think about it. <laughs> I'll give my thoughts later if they are indeed warranted. Thank you so much, Patrick, in the Free State. Let's go to Mike in Newlands. Good evening, Mike. Yeah, hi. Good evening, Songeza. And uh, no, this is not a complicated issue. It's quite simply that we would like the lights on. The ANC has an ideology that says it wants to control everything. But we look at all the SOEs. Every single SOE that the ANC runs has collapsed and are bankrupt and corrupt. They've collapsed. Every single one. There is nothing the ANC has done that they can say, you know what, guys, look at a success we made of this. Give us a chance with ESCOM. The answer is clearly yes. We need to privatize. And the challenge I would put out to the ANC is this. Tell you what, sell half of the power stations to privatization or to private companies, and let's see who comes up tops. If the, if the privatization of half the power companies doesn't work, fair enough, we've given everything we need to do, we've, we've, we've tried our best. But the fact of the matter is, the ideology, uh, Sungeza, of the ANC... Is that experiment even tenable here, Mike? I mean, that sort of experiment is not an experiment for experiment's sake. It's got some genuine far-reaching socio-economic consequence i mean think of the money that would be required to privatize that and how then obviously you need to differentiate what would be the state's arm and the private arm and let's say the private arm to use your example does not work remitting it back to the state first of all the time that all of this takes the potential compromise on in, in the provision of electricity as well as the costs. I mean, we know how indebted the utility is and how cost-intensive its operations are. Are we even at a point to be considering such scenarios? Well, we're sitting at stage six at the moment. The next one is stage eight. 
The ANC has absolutely no clue how to solve the problem. They have no idea. They, they do not know what they're doing. And then let's take a company like Siemens. We invite them to come over and take over, say, one power station. Siemens will pay South Africa, the taxpayer, some money to take over that power station on the basis that, A, they can make a profit, and, B, that they can deliver electricity to us cheaper or at the same price that we're currently paying. And, by the way, they can offer it 24 hours a day. Why would we not take that deal? And then if it doesn't work, what's the worst going to work? We're going to go to stage 8 or stage 10. It's an absolute no-brainer. The problem is, like I listened to your previous callers, we're dealing with this mad ideology that people have that we, the government needs to control the power. No, it certainly does not need to control the power. I've just come back from Europe where everything works and the government owns nothing. In Britain, they, the private, the, the rail system works fantastically. It's privatized. The, the health system works fantastically, but it's government and it's privatized. Everything works if you want it and and. Privatize one power station, let's give it a try, because quite frankly, there are no other alternatives. And unless somebody or callers can find and say, you know what, Mike, no, we, we can try this or that, um, and nobody is going to do that because there is no more this and that. We're at the end of the road, and we need to try and privatize, so the answer is very much yes. Thank you so much, Mike, calling us from Newlands. Sitting in the dark in Mafigeng is Tim. So sorry to hear about your plight, Tim, but at least let's give you some time in terms of engaging your thoughts on this question. Good evening. Good evening, how are you? I'm well, sir. How's it? Thank you very much, Sungeso. We are located in Mafigeng. Sungeso, I hear when people are talking in your show, they say, South Africans have accepted the situation we are in for the load shedding. Let me just say, South Africans are very, very much angry. I'm one of them. We are very, very, very much angry. We are looking at the watch, at the clock, and when the calendar is ticking down, we can't wait for 2024. What's going to happen in 2024? What are you waiting for? We can't. We, even though we can see tomorrow is the vote, I think South Africans are way much more than ready for that. Because Sunday, today I was listening to the clips. There are two old men that need to honor their work in South Africa. And according to me, those are two big men of our lifetime. Number one, I'm going to see Nelson Rodriguez Mandela. He said, when the ANC does what the apartheid government did to you, you know what to do. And I am coming to the Northwest. Our former late president, Rasmus I was really keen to hear what Tim has to say on that the Lucas Mangope, the late leader of BOP, as it was colloquially known then, the Bantustan of Boputatswana. I've exhausted for now at least the callers. I'm going to re. Okay, let me take one voice note, please. Hi, Songhez. I just want to ask if this is not possible or maybe we are just closing the doors for the public. Like, for example, these things of SAA when it has been bought by this company. We've got a lot of people with money, they want to invest like stock fares, you know, people contribute money. Why can't we be allowed us as a public to 
be shareholders and put more money there and then we get our shares and then we save that company with that company and then same thing with escom can't we be allowed to be shareholders of course all of a sudden boom they're going to pick their friend their shareholders and they give the company to evening song as well. truth be spoken privatizing escom is a no-brainer how much was the bond of a house last year how much is it today last year was 7.5 Today is 3,300. And after this report, it is going to be maybe on 11,500. That's privatization that you are talking about. Because every property, most majority of properties are private owned. How much was cooking oil last year? How much is cooking oil now? That's how it's going to be with ESCOM. Don't take chances. Don't take chances, guys. Please, man. We still love our country. The white people are the ones who are busy corrupting our leaders so that they take over everything. Summit in Cape Town. Good public affairs on the viewpoint. Okay, look, Asafika, you've got your work cut out here. What do you make of these responses? To what extent do they corroborate some of the responses in the survey? How do they certainly complement even some of the thoughts that probably would have come through as you looked to round up the essential thesis of your summary. But I can certainly say, even from the little engagements we had here from the callers and the voice notes, and I haven't even gone to the text messages, people are hurtful quite literally, and anything but the status quo seems to be the next best thing. Yes, it's true, Sangeza. People are definitely at their wit's end. And um, if I could just give you a demographic breakdown of um, what citizens said on the matter of privatization. So I said in the beginning that 59% of respondents either agreed or agreed strongly that ESCOM must be privatized. And if we look at um, the demographic breakdown, citizens who are poor and those who have no formal education are least supportive of the privatization of ESCOM. So issues around the cost of electricity, what that will mean uh, for the consumer if ESCOM is privatized is a big question on citizens' minds, and that is echoed in our findings. We also found, interestingly, that, that citizens of the Western Cape are most supportive of the privatization of ESCOM. So in that province, 73% of respondents say that ESCOM must be privatized. They are followed by uh, those living in KwaZulu-Natal. There, we found that 65% of respondents say that ESCOM must be privatized. But I want to turn to another question that we posed to respondents, which is, should the government allow other actors to generate and distribute electricity in South Africa? And here, 76% of South Africans said that government should allow other actors to generate and distribute electricity. So I think that those two questions taken together, the one on the privatization of ESCOM and this one on government allowing other actors to be involved in the generation and distribution of electricity in the country, illustrate 
citizens' frustration. I think citizens are completely and utterly frustrated by the state we are in. There seems to be no end in sight to the crisis. And as uh, I think it was Mark who rightly said that it seems as though our government has no plan. And that, I think, is at the root of the frustration. There seems to be no end in sight, and there's no concrete plan, it seems, um, that government has to get us out of this mess. Okay, well, hmm, yeah, this is not a way to end a Monday, eh? because, I mean... (laughs) It does seem like there are more problems than we anticipate, than we appreciate. The fact that the public have responded the way that they have, if the callers are anything to go by. I think what the gentleman from Mafikeng, Tim, says becomes that much more alive that 2024, the people Mm. cannot wait. What exactly they cannot wait for, I leave nothing to speculation, (laughs) only to say thank you so much for your time, Asafik. Thank you, Samyezo. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Certainly was. 2048, that was Ms. Asafi Gampago, Afrobarometer's Communications Coordinator for Southern Africa. After the break, MEC Magalo Mohale, Free State Education MEC, to talk to us about the recently launched Nutrition Breakfast Program in the schools under his jurisdiction in the Free State. I would imagine this dovetails very well with National Child Protection Week and the fact that the interests of the child are becoming front and centre of the state and the state's agents. So certainly we look forward to this conversation after the break.